Well, I can I can stick like a little zip in the middle of that, yeah. and then well, just you can go I'm right. Just, okay, pen thing. Because it's I should qualify oh, that it's uh, blimey right in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm I was I'm literally was deaf adjusting. now. Sorry, I was adjusting my headphones and it went right in my mouth. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 66 of An Apotheosis of Bombast. As usual, your hosts are myself, Mr. Scott Copperman in New Jersey in the United States, and Mr. Elton McManus, not in New Jersey, nor in the United States. No, in England of the world, I suppose. You're not in some secret satellite location? No, just good old England. Lovely blighty it is over here. Home of the uh, ghost of a soldier that haunts your town square. Is that correct? Ah, you saw this. I ah, saw okay. It. Yes, I was going to talk about this. Um, yeah, I'm trying to start a rumor around my village that there's a ghost walking up and down. We, down the bottom of our road, we have a little patch of green mm-hmm. with uh, some trees growing out of it. And I've told my kids, and I've told my kids to tell their mates at school that there's a soldier that or the ghost of a soldier that walks up and down that just parading the green and you should see the fear in my kids eyes it's brilliant i love doing that stuff <laughs> but um there's also a flower bed there and my little boy turned around to me and went is his body under there yes lovely help me along with my story brilliant mm-hmm. gonna put some footprints out there one day and I have Perhaps. thought about it. See, I only got this idea from when I was at school. We had old air raid shelters. Or what what we were told were air raid shelters. And we were told that there was a ghost of a, a World War II soldier walking up and down on top of that, guarding it. And I remember going down there with my friends late at night just to find if we could see him or not. Never did, but it was, it was good stuff. Good kid stuff. So your kids are afraid to go down to the green, or they're non-believers, or they're spreading the word? How are they reacting? Well, I'm not too sure if they're believing or not. Uh, little Kimmy's looking at me with big, wide eyes, as if, ghost? What ghost? And Jacob looks at me as if, okay, right, Daddy's telling another story again. <laughs> and he hasn't seen his friends in a couple of days now, so he hasn't really got around the school yet, because it's half-term at the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I'm going to persist with this one and scare the bejesus out of all the kids. Are they fans of any of the ghost hunting shows or even Scooby-Doo that they'll be starting to think maybe they can come? Yeah, Kimmy likes Scooby-Doo. See, I was never a fan of Scooby-Doo at all, even with Scrappy or without Scrappy-Doo. I didn't Mm. like it whatsoever. It was an ITV um, program and people in England don't know exactly what that means. But, no, I wasn't a fan. Kimmy's a fan, but Jacob's not not a big fan of the Scooby-Doo. I was a fan of the crossovers. They had a, a bunch of episodes where it would be uh, Batman and Robin would be on there, or Don Knotts would be on there. You know, just different celebrity appearances. What, on Scooby-Doo? Yep. 
Batman was on Scooby-Doo. Yeah, Batman and Robin, right from the uh, Justice League cartoons. You're pulling my plonker. No. It's a match made in heaven with uh, the Mystery Machine crew and Batman and Robin. So, And it was the real voices of, of the regular cartoon, so it was a, I'm a big fan of those kind of um, tie-ins when they work. And yeah. So I liked the Scooby-Doo ones and the old Laugh Olympics, which was the Scooby-Dooies, the Yogi Yahooies, and the Really Rottens. They took characters from all different cartoons and had them compete in a fake Olympics. I remember something similar to that. I'm I think to it remember. had a couple different names over the years. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. It was like Hannah and Barbera. Uh, Scooby-Doo was Hannah and Barbera, wasn't it? Yes. Ah, okay. Um, oh, what, what, what was that? I'm trying to... Th- what was the blue dog? He used to sing like um, Huckleberry Hound. Yes. That was it. He was in a, an Olympic one with mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo. I remember that. And Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt. And uh, there was a genie. Great Bape. The whole right. crew. Oh, wicked. Oh, I'm just having flashbacks now. We should play uh, cartoon top trumps at some point, really. <laughs> Maybe on a live show, get people to phone in and try and trump the, the previously mentioned cartoon. Sounds good. Let's see. Laugh Olympics. Laugh Olympics went by a couple different names. Scooby's All-Star Laugh Olympics. This just shows you, like, the... The nature of the internet. You can go on and find out who won each episode. Scooby's All-Stars. Laugh Olympics. Well, we'll put the Wikipedia page for it on uh, our show notes here. Well, talking about cartoons and stuff like that, did you hear about uh, the Sesame Street story that came out this week? Uh, No, I don't think so. No. Apparently, Sesame Street's Bert has suggested that he may be gay. It was a, a story. A story I found uh, this this morning. I think it was. Oh, or this afternoon. Rumors have circulated for years, but now one of the Sesame Street's most famous icons has himself hinted that he is gay. Jeez, <laughs> a load of balls. But who has long raised eyebrows over sharing a bed with roommate Ernie referred to himself using the slang word for gay. Oh, what a load of. Guff, this is, this is just people with no, nothing to write about. I'm, I'm reading the story about this now. Do you actually have the link for the story? Uh, Should I send it? I've, I've got one here anyway, sir. All right. It says here, um, comparing his hairstyle to that of an A-team member, Mr. T, Bert said, the only difference is mine is a little more mo and a little less hawk. The, oh, yeah. the word mo is short for homosexual. Yes. Sesame Street's Bert and Ernie have been roommates for more than 30 years, but now it seems they may have been a lot closer than anyone realized. With his and her, his and his pajamas, there are always questions about the sexual orientation, but a careless update by Bert on Twitter has been taken up by America's gay community as firm evidence that the puppet is now out. Oh, that's balls. It's not like he tweeted, I'm trying to shag Ernie, but someone's got his arm up to their elbow in him at the moment, so there's no room for me. It's yeah, kind of that's, rubbish. That's not that's not right in so many ways because it's like you there's just less and less language you can use because someone goes, Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh uh, double entendres galore. It's like, yeah. No. It's 
that you know, coming up is um, November, and they call it Movember because they do like uh, October's been Breast Cancer Awareness Month here, yep. so a lot of people wear pink, and then next month is uh, prostate and is it prostate and colon cancer? I'm not sure. I know it's prostate cancer, and um, for men, so they make a big deal of fundraising and awareness. I know uh, uh, Tony Pucci is going to be doing like a fundraising thing for it. My son did it last year. I think this year my plan is to grow a mustache for for this and solicit donations and all. But Yeah, I think there's a couple uh, on the Simply Syndicated Network doing the um, Movember thing and trying to raise a lot of money for charity. Uh, how old is um, Burton Early? Or how old are Burton Ernie, do you reckon? I don't know. They Are they sixties? Uh, or did they oh, come out in the sixties? They're from yes, they're from the sixties. Sixties, okay. early seventies. So I don't know it, how old they're supposed to be as characters though. No, but Well yeah, they you're crossing a fine line there anyway, aren't you? But when they first introduced these characters, do you think for any reason whatsoever someone turned around and said, It might not be a good idea putting these two guys in a bed? As far as the kids knew, it was just two little puppets who shared a house. And they slept in the same bed. I don't don't think they share beds, though. I think they have one big bed, don't they? No, I know in many times they have separate beds. Maybe I saw the episode where they pushed the beds together. Maybe. And all the rumours started. But no, I think it's more inspired by Abbott and Costello and Laurel and Hardy. You have the tall, skinny stiff and the short fat jolly careless reckless kind of cohort and you know they even talk about Bert's the straight up and down lines and um, Ernie's horizontal and one's more stressful looking and the other's more playful and no I I don't think there was any intention for suggesting something especially back then in that that climate hmm it says early, uh, later on in the, this article I've got, it says, uh, J.K. Ro- J.K. Rowling has said Dumbledore, the former, or the former headmaster of H- Hogwarts school in the Harry Potter series, was gay. Yeah, I've heard that. And I heard that was like when um, one of the books came out where it was more intimately revealed. I remember her kind of promoting that. Really? Yes. It doesn't change the the character, though, does it? No, I haven't actually read all the books. I've seen a couple of the movies, and I know they've changed the actor because the one of them passed away, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, Dumbledore, Dumbledore died. Right, the original one. So I I figured maybe it was just a matter of uh, like flesh is nothing. Like right now in the comic books, uh, Loki, Thor's brother, is in the form of a woman. Yeah, so I think it's that same. It doesn't mean Loki's gay. I think it's just it's he's a he's an embodiment of evil, and he can take any form. Right. Okay. Deception and, and thievery, and I would think Dumbledore could be the same type of you know what whatever form form is nothing. I see. Yeah. No, I understand. See, I I still haven't seen all of. I've seen bits of all the Harry Potters. I still haven't seen one of the movies all the way through yet though <laughs> see I watched I tried to watch the, what was the last one called the Blood Prince Half Blood Prince I think it was and maybe uh, Jacob got it for Christmas on DVD and so we, I thought okay fine I'm going to go for this one 
try and watch this one all the way through. I sat down, watched it, and I fell asleep. And <laughs> it was at a point where Dumbledore was talking to Harry Potter. And I must have slept for, what, half hour, hour, I suppose. And when I woke up, Dumbledore was talking to Harry Potter. And it just, my God, is this just talking all the way through with Harry Potter and Dumbledore just to and fro him. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I find... I find when they're on TV and you're not watching a DVD or, or on cable and you have the commercials, they're three hours long. Yeah. And it's just too much. It's an, even watching with the kids, it's you turn it on at 8 o'clock, it doesn't end until 11. No, sort that. So I try, to, I try to hold out. They tend to be on TV a lot kind of as consecutive runs. So, you know, at first they'll show the first movie, then... Three hours later, they show the second, but they're on commercial television, and it's it's just too much. Even if you record it and try to go through the commercials, it's it's just an investment of time and storage space that I I always find myself saying, "I'll just wait until uh, it's on cable and watch it that way." Yeah. Have you ever um, seen a film on TV and then realize you've got the DVD sitting behind you, and so you put the DVD on and then end up watching your DVD version? quicker than you actually watch the TV version? That's no. That's a long question, sorry. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, there have been times I've sat there and saw something on TV and said, oh, I have this video, but then not gone and put the video on. Sorry, that, and, that was a, a closed question. It wasn't leading anywhere at all. No, it's okay. <laughs> the, and there have there are movies that come on in bunches. There's certain movies that seem to always be on, and then for whatever reason a movie will be on over and over again, whether it goes through the cycle of the different cable channels or yeah, or they're preparing for a um, a sequel or something coming out. But I, I tend to find that a lot. And then you flip around and you've, you've seen the same movie. You've seen the same movie. I, I don't know if, if we talked about this. Um, I think we vaguely may have discussed it before, but uh, A Nightmare Before Christmas... Are you seeing that on on TV now? That's the um, Tim Burton movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I know of it, though. Okay. I like the movie. I like the soundtrack quite a bit. I tend to... You know, it starts going on TV now, but it'll be on, I think, more before Christmas than before Halloween. I, I, I wrestle with that, whether that's a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie. Isn't it a scary Christmas movie? It's an, not scary intentionally. It's a uh, the guy in charge of Halloween decides he's going to help uh, help Santa by taking over Christmas for a year. Okay. But um, it, communication goes poorly, <laughs> and it, it ends up becoming like a uh, takeover unintentionally, and and so uh, you know Christmas goes bad because it's it's scary as opposed to fun. But um, but. A lot of people tend to think of that more as a Christmas movie than a Halloween movie, and maybe it's just because Halloween doesn't have that many that many TV specials the way that uh, Christmas does. Well, no, around Halloween you you normally get the um, the ghost and goblin programs, or you'll have yeah. Paranormal Activity on, or Blair Witch Project to pop up somewhere. But right, the Charlie Brown thing, uh, Great Pumpkin comes on and. Mm. That's about it for kids' specials. Other than a couple of, like, manufactured, like Phineas and Ferb or iCarly, you know, more and more they're starting to take 
these children's TV shows and these like Disney Channel and these other networks are making basically themed episodes. Well, I think everyone's done that. There was a Garfield one years and years ago of that, mm-hmm. and Simpsons have done it as well a couple of times. I'll have to, you know, there's there's that podcast I listen to, uh, Paul Goebel, the King of TV, and every once in a while he talks about different older stuff, and I'm gonna have to ask him what he thinks is the best of of the Halloween themed episodes, because I think there was a uh, Happy Days episode. In fact, I think the original. Mork from Mork and Mindy when Robin Williams played an alien. I think that was a yeah. Halloween episode that he first appeared in. So yeah, uh, that passed me by. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was a anyway. polite way of saying I'm far too young for that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Alright, well. So I, I stand on the side of totally inappropriate for people to jump on a comment that clearly was intended to have a different meaning and say, therefore, Bert is gay. Not that I have a problem if Bert were to turn out to be gay, but this this is a manipulation and forcing of an issue into a situation where I think a good majority of families would prefer not to have it thrust upon them. Yeah, it's just people taking it out of context, isn't it? Have you seen, um, there's some pretty clever bits of, of online art. I'll have to find one and put it in the show notes, but it'll be um, like sexual orientations represented by like pencils or pens. And so they'll have like a, a blue pen and a, and a red pen. Or they'll have a blue pen with like a slip cover over it. And that's supposed to be like a cross dresser. Have you seen any of those things? No, because I actually go to work for my living. No, I don't sit no, around the you're computer. Online. I no. don't. There, people send them all the time. Be <laughs> fine. No, I haven't seen them at all. Well, now you're gonna have to wait for me to find one. I wish I had a job which just involved me sitting in front of a computer. That'd be brilliant. No, you don't. Then it gets hard to get anything done. Yeah. Hey, this is Anthony from the Red Dwarf podcast, The Scutticast, and you are listening to Apotheosis of a Bombast. So, uh, there's this picture, it came to me, jeez, I've seen like different variations of this a bunch of times. This one comes from one of my online friends, uh, Mike Frankel, actually, and it's, uh, I mean, it's depicting sexual orientations with pens. Now, that sounds completely ridiculous, and it pretty much is, but at the same time, there's a chance some people may be offended by, uh, you know, I, it's, it's not it's not two pens doing it, it's two pens next to each other. And they're like, <laughs> oh, you know, a heterosexual relationship, a blue pen and a red pen. A lesbian relationship, two red pens. You know, it, it just kind of goes through, and it... Someone definitely had way too much time to do it. You know, without protection, they take the caps off the pens. You know, uh, highly gifted. One's like a magic marker, and then the, the pen. So it's just a little, like, oh, how clever kind of thing. But we'll put the link in the show notes. And it's, when you first go to it, it's, you have to click, you'll get the link, which has the picture, but it's kind of shrunken. And then, when you, like, a thumbnail, and then you click, and it gets larger. And, I, I'm not offended by it at all, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to tell you, whether someone else would be offended or not. I don't think so. I won't be involved, uh, offended by pens. 
I wouldn't think so, but you never know. But, I mean, there's just some clever little things. I've seen other things like this as well. I just This is the one that comes to mind first. So, <laughs> do we have any uh, news stories to discuss or anything today? Anything else? Yes. Um, I have one. Uh, da, 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 da. I've got two stories here. Quickly, okay. the first one. Uh, did you hear about the um, the cannabis seizure of drugs? They uh, no, but I have the article you sent. Uh, the uh, Mexican soldiers literally seized 105 tons of cannabis. It was in they found it in 10,000 package yeah 10,000 packages packages the size of small suitcases, and it's all been burnt. Mm-hmm. And you got pictures of. Uh, guards standing around this burning mess and it, it took around about two or three days to actually burn the whole lot Jeez. it had a street value of 750 million pounds and one st- statistic that i heard on the radio was it's enough marijuana to get every adult in the united states high <laughs> i think that is wonderful i don't know I'm happy to be ignorant about certain things, but like, so the smoke produced by this, there's no, there's something different about it that it didn't get the people in the next town over all high. No, they had to, um, they had to burn it over certain periods of the day because of the wind blowing in certain directions and they warned people about it as well. Well, like when a volcano goes up, they talk about the cloud of ash that moves Mm -hmm. around the globe, or after Chernobyl, they had like, it just seems like there'd be like a cloud of of smoke. Yeah. (laughs) There's a a bunch of stoners going like, let's road trip. Yeah. Stay under the cloud. Drive east. It's blowing east. (laughs) But um, I can see a picture of a, a soldier with a gas mask on it at the moment. I also saw another article about this where the same soldier had his gas mask on and his two friends next to him had little balaclavas on and you know exactly (laughs) that they were just lifting up and, oh, yeah, this will be fine for me. Don't worry. I'll I'll be all right. (laughs) And they're just standing there with guns in their hands. Not like they're going to go blazing on anyone or anything like that, but I just thought, oh, wicked. Wow. That's... You know, I don't know what the overall impact of that'll be either. Is it going to just drive up demand and prices, <laughs> or is it going to uh, going to actually have an impact on the the supply? You know, my my knowledge of drugs and anything to do with drugs is very, very, very limited, very limited. But I'm trying to pull out statistics from this. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure just like like everything, there's people who say this accomplishes nothing and then there's people who say this is great we we've really put our thumb down on something mm. there's probably governments around the the world looking at this going look at all that tax money just going up in smoke literally yeah. going up in smoke uh, it says they'll have major impact but yeah for how long though I don't think I, see my limited knowledge comes out again I don't think it'll make much impact to be honest I would think it's a uh it's been caught at the pre distribution, pre price inflation point. So now like um let's think of a legal example. Like uh 
like all right, at a rubber factory, you know, before the rubber is made into tires and so, you know, the value of the rubber in an automobile showroom is far, far greater than the same amount of rubber in the factory. Yes. So, I mean, although the street value of this is very high, I, I think the cost to acquire and produce it probably was much lower, not zero, but, but significantly less, because it looks like it's kind of right from the farm. Oh, it's, it's just huge amounts, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Th- yeah this, is not, like a... this is not even copious amounts of cannabis. This is huge amounts. Yeah, ton, truckload and truckload. Yeah, this is warehouse house style. And they only arrested 8 or 11 people, I think it was. <laughs> That's not a lot of people. No. I In my... Oh, I don't know. No, I'll leave that. But yeah, there it's we modernization. go. That's why. <laughs> yes. They've become more efficient. It's all automated these days. That's right. Anyway, moving on to another nutter. Um, we have a, a man who has 98% of his body covered in tattoos. I have got a, a little... Let me play this little video to you. Hang on a sec. I'm a visual person, as you can see. Matt Gon may not stand out in his own apartment but his trademark tattoos are hard to miss. I picked the checker pattern because nobody had done it. And now he's done something else that few have tried, injected ink into both of his eyes by himself. I picked different colors because I like mutations because I have birth defects. Matt says those birth defects that left some muscles underdeveloped inspired him to start tattooing his body nearly 22 years ago. The tattoos make me not hate my body, even though my body seems to be hating me. And now he estimates more than 98% of his skin is covered. I never really knew um, how far I would ever go. And this is about as far as you can go. But to some, Matt's latest effort is too far. The risk of putting a needle near your eye is grave. Dr. Douglas Meyer is an ophthalmologist with the Portland Clinic. He says Matt is at risk for infection that could lead to blindness or even cause him to lose his eyes. Someone at home does not have access to the equipment nor the expertise. If you knew that blindness was a risk, why would you do it? I patch tested it and was successful. I had to take the risk. I've done that a lot of times before. I'm not crazy. I'm trained. I have a lot of uh, experience. But Matt says this most recent lesson is for his eyes only. I'm glad I did it. I got lucky, but it's your risk, and I'm not going to help you. I did this for me. This is my project, my body. Yeah, right, okay. It's nuts. It is nuts, isn't it? Now, he, he said he patch tested it. Where? Where did he patch test injecting ink into his eye? Are there little colored puppies in his backyard that he's been playing with? Kind of like, come here, kitty. Could possibly. Oh. Maybe, maybe he bought some pig's eyes or something. He's I just, don't know. I feel bad for him because it, he says it right out, right? Like, the tattoos make him not hate his body. I can understand that. He hates it over. I mean, he must just. But he obviously has issues, esteem issues and all. And mm. I mean, there's. This guy is covered head to foot in tattoos. Yeah. He's, he's got checkers all over his head. He's got an orange uh, wipe going over his eyes. But, yeah, injecting ink into your eyes. His left eye is pure blue. And his right eye, it's got, it's got some blue in it. Obviously, I think that's where he patch tested it. 
<laughs> and then he's got green in there, and then the top part of that eye is just clear. He hasn't finished it off. He's probably obviously found, no, this is far too painful. I'm sticking needles in my eyes, guys. I can't do this anymore. It just seems like like a physical manifestation of when like someone's having a hard time in school, and so they, they act out, and like, well, I'm going to get the answer wrong, so I'm going to make a stupid, obnoxious answer and make a joke out of it. Yeah. As if that's all on purpose, and hide the fact I don't know the answer, and I would th- think this is like a physical... People look at me a certain way, whatever these birth defects he has are, and so therefore he decided, you're going to look at me, I'm going to make it that you're looking at me for my reasons, not not God's. Yeah. It is a mental amount of <sighs> tattoos. See, there is a picture of him underneath this article at the bottom. He's got the uh, checkered part all over his head, on his shoulder, and it goes onto his ankle as well. So there is a flow and it's on his leg as well. So there's a flow to the actual design. It's not just random bits here, there, and everywhere. Mm-hmm. But taking it onto your eyes, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Why? What? I, he must be sitting there going, okay, right, I've done everything. He's tattooed his tongue. He's tattooed his ears. He's tattooed his face. And even a tattoo on your face, you don't see a lot of hardcore tattooists with tattoos on their face. Mm-hmm. If you do, it's a it's a tiny one, but not your whole head, not your whole face. And going I for the eyes, I suspect he's done a lot of it on his own too. If he's done his eye stuff on his own, he's probably done many of them. Yeah, self tattoos. But that is someone that doesn't like his body at all. I always wonder. You know, people get these tattoos usually when they're young, and then you get old and your muscles atrophy or whatever and you, your body shape changes and those nice straight lines that checkerboard pattern it's yeah. going to be like a spiral like, like just... yeah I've often often wondered that you know these uh, girls with the they're, they're called tramp stamps just above mm-hmm. their bum holes and, and their butt gets bigger over time and it becomes like a smudge well how many of these uh, stamps are you going to see in old people's homes in 50 years time they're going to be littered with them, aren't they? Yeah. And you're going to be able to tell the old people apart by their tattoos instead of their name or their haircut. Like what was there was a movie where they used to tattoo uh, like UPC symbols on people. Mm-hmm. It'll be like that. See symbols. <laughs> if it means something to you, that's that's brilliant. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Just in fifty years' time, you know. Well, the way this guy's going, will he? Will he make the next 30 years? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. See, I would have thought he wouldn't even want to do his eyes, only because he likes his tattoos so much. If he loses his sight, he can't tattoo. He wouldn't be able to do it to anyone. He wouldn't be able to do it to himself. Well, I think he's accomplished his goal of of clearly making um, the tattoos what people notice about him instead of him. But it's sad. <laughs> There's a picture here. His nipples are not tattooed. No, no good for him. But, okay, <laughs> why? Why not do your nipples and yet do your eyeballs? Come on. Do the nipples first. I know he's got, like... <laughs> You're <stuff>. calling him out? <laughs> yeah, you pussy. Come on, what's the matter with you? Do your nipples. I'm not doing my nipples. I did my eyeballs. No, do your nipples. I'm not doing... It hurts too much. <laughs> <sighs> Crazy. Anyway, 
But, you know, good luck to him. If he if he wants to do that, then, yeah, good luck to him. <laughs> That's all I've got for you. Okay. Well, as a final thing for me, over, over time, we've recorded probably about 100 calls on Skype between this podcast, actually more than 100, between this podcast and Rethinking Lost, and then there's all the calls that, that are just calls, not actually uh, um, shows. Ah, I'll tell you what, as you're saying that, mm-hmm. we did, yeah, it's just over 100, sorry. This is episode 66, isn't it? Yep. We did 44 episodes of Rethinking Lost. Yep, 110. Oh, balls, yeah. Oh, maths fails me again. That's right. <laughs> well, when you use Skype, and I, I know a lot of people who listen to us do use Skype, but when you use Skype, you have the option of using the Skype call testing service. And you, you basically call and you can record and check your sound quality and all that stuff and uh, let's see it's, it sounds like this hello welcome to Skype call testing service after the beep please record a message afterwards your message will be played back to you yeah so it's it's always the same voice and uh, you know I forget where sometime long ago I had um, had the opportunity to kind of track down who a voice was on a certain recording, and and one day bored, I was like, yeah, I wonder who who does that voice. It's it's different. And so poking around, uh, all I can really find is information from 2004 and 2005. And I I guess at that time this was a hidden feature of Skype that you could call Echo One Two Three. Yeah. And you would get um, a person, Curly K E R L I, Curly Carly. But she's a, a pop musician. MTV Europe Best Baltic Act Best Pop Video, um, Estonian Music Awards winner, European Border Breakers Award. She's uh, let's see, you can phonetically pronounce it. Let me see what they say. Early <laughs> grieve. So yeah. That's according to Wikipedia. That's the pronunciation of her name. So she's uh, 23 years old. She's a pop singer from Estonia. Uh, in 2002, she competed in a singing competition, and uh, then she lied about her age to enter Fizz Superstar, which is the Baltic equivalent of American Idol. Uh, she won that contest. She signed a record deal, and then the record company went out of business. The person who signed her was fired. All that kind of stuff. And I guess now she has a couple albums out, and you know we'll leave some some links for you of different kinds of things. But um, apparently, she was the voice of the Skype call testing service. Okay. And so, I don't know if she still is. So I'll show you a couple links. In April twentieth, two thousand five. There was a an entry that said Skype removes Curly from Echo Sound Test Service, and I guess it, she used to have a contact link that looked had her picture. It was Echo One Two Three, and it says it used to have a woman with a wonderful Estonian accent, and they've replaced it with a faceless corporate sounding voice. I don't know. I don't know if she's back. I don't know what she sounds like. I tried listening a little bit to um, 
some of her music <laughs> just to kind of see if I'm like, oh, that's her. But but I don't know. Oh, there's a Japanese sound test. Hi, Japanese lady. Um, hope you're well. This is an English test, just to make sure everything's working fine. Hi, Japanese lady. Um, yeah, that works. Well, so uh, this was a bit of a mystery I've worked on for a while now. I keep meaning to bring it up in the show. I obviously bring it up today. If you go online, you can find lists of supposed celebrity Xbox gamer tags. And I remember back in the early days of email and instant messaging, there used to be lists of, you know, oh, celebrity celebrity instant message tags. You can, can try to reach people. And they do it with Twitter. Back before Twitter really blew up, that was like a neat find. I don't know if Skype has a similar list, but if anybody knows any uh, like cool things to check out on Skype, I'm, it'd be hard to call someone outright, but certainly some of these automated ones, I would think that's pretty neat. Can we just make a phone call anyway to anyone? We can't just do that, can we? We have to add them as a, a contact, don't we? I think so. Through Skype. You can call any regular number, but not... Yeah, but then you need credit as well, don't you? Yeah. So we can't just phone up anyone. Damn. I'm sure people have suggestions of things, and it could just be the way I was searching here that I kept getting pulled back to these same couple articles. But if anybody has any ideas or information, definitely let us know. Okay. Uh, choose a country. I'm going to choose uh, France. France. Okay. This might not work. If it does doesn't work, then it ain't going in. And choose a French name. Jean? Sure. Or Pierre. <laughs> Philippe. Jean-Philippe. How do you spell Philippe? I don't know. I'm thinking of Hell's Kitchen. Okay, search. No contacts. Oh, shut up. I've... Are you just trying to add somebody random? Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> someone random. Um, let's... Let's go, Sean. No, no, no. That's... John. Then they're going to have your information, too. I'll tell you, I'll give you a similar story. When um, we got my son a cell phone, you know, my wife's and my phone numbers are consecutive. So I I was trying to find out whether the number above or below was available. So I dialed it, and I got somebody. And uh, Like, once it rang and I didn't get, like, this number is not in use, I hung up. And then I got, like, text message and a voice message. And another text message. And another text message. Who are you? Why are you calling me? That, and then as I tried to explain what it was, none of my answers were good enough. No, seriously, why are you calling me? Who is this really? But, but like, I couldn't get away. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you're harassed. I called once. I let it ring one time. You know, and, and then I knew that the number existed. And so I just hung up. And, oh, my God. It was like, like dude, look at my phone number. Look at your number. What don't you understand? I was checking to see if the next number up was available. Lighten up. <laughs> and it was just like, it went on for like two days. Just like, like I finally just had to ignore it to make it go Oh, away. brilliant. But, uh, so that would be my hesitation on Skype calling someone random. Because yeah. then, 
Well, I, I have to accept, or he has to accept me. I've got Jean John <laughs> in France. So hopefully he'll accept me, and then maybe we can call him at some point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, never mind. <laughs> so, um, what have we learnt from this episode then? Just segueing into the end of this conversation. Um, tattooing your eyes can make you blind. Stabbing your eye can make you blind. <laughs> it can, yeah. Oh, A needle mm. in your eye could make you blind. That's something to learn. Apparently not everybody knew that. Yeah, okay. Needle <laughs> in your eye can make you blind. Excellent. <laughs> All right. So we'll try to get a live show penned in for sometime mid-November, mid-early November. Yes. So Hang keep on. checking in. Watch the Facebook page. Watch the Twitter feeds. Send us an email or post something on one of those if, if you've got a response to our various questions. Again, we're looking for interesting Skype contacts, bits of news. Anything, really. Yeah. If you see any uh, news stories out there that you want us to cover, then stick them on the Facebook page. Uh, we need more people joining that Facebook page as well. Yes. You can stick anything you want up there. Um, follow us on Twitter, on the Facebook, on the Xbox Live, I suppose. Um, anything else? Oh, bombastpodcast at gmail.com is where you can send any emails that we won't, that we will read, but probably won't remember until we get round to <laughs> the next episode. It's oh, up to which- them to send it in a timely fashion. Which I have to say, thank you very much to Brad and Tim for inviting me on to Appy Times. It was a couple of weeks ago now, but I'm on episode 52 of Appy Times, so thank you very much to them. And I think that's about it. Yeah, that's good. Off the top of my head. Sounds good. We'll be back in about a week. Cool. And uh, have, a, have a good Halloween, and that's about it. Yes. <laughs> Enjoy yourself, guys, and we'll see you later. All right, bye. Ta-da. Tonight's episode of Apotheosis of a Bombast was brought to you by Elton McManus and Scott Copperman and was sponsored by the letters Q, M, and the magic number three. <laughs>